We're rolling. Whoa, that's big time. Oh, hey. We are back once again for your commute with the Wednesday morning surf report. I am one of your hosts, the illustrious Rick Larson. With me, as always, is our other illustrious host, Mr. Jeff Cardello. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Jeff, how was your weekend? That was pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Lots of detail in that answer. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I've Once I've again, sharing my, covered the, my life. Yeah, you, I've always thought of you as a very confessional artist. Yeah. You're, you're just, it's like you and Mark Marin, you just live your yeah, lives. It's, it's all out on there on the, the table. Yep, nothing, nothing left to the imagination. Well, we have two amazing guests with us this week. Um, starting to my immediate left, she's an improviser. She's a radio personality. Um, she's a trick skateboarder. Um, she trains Shetland ponies mm -hmm. uh, to drive jet skis. Stina Sieg. Hello. Hello. What do you want to tell the world um, tonight? Let's see. Well, yeah, I don't know. Just I'm glad to be here. Oh. I, I, um, glad I, to have you. Well, thank you. I, I both ran today and cleaned out my uh, kitchen, so I feel born again. So I'm glad to be here as, my, yeah, as a new yeah. person. That's the, the best feeling in the world is to have like a big project done or like a big area of your house clean and you can just flop down and be like, ah, oh, exactly. I, I just cleaned my living room. So. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, so now we're, we're together in this yeah, new reality. Yeah. A new reality where toys are picked up off the floor. Also with us tonight, uh, from the Torch Theater, another... Uh, improviser and filmmaker and all-around amazing person, Mac Duncan. Mac, what do you want to tell the world? Uh, today is my birthday. Yay! Uh, yeah, today is uh, today is Mac's birthday. We've had a, a tradition. Mac's actually the second guest we've had to come in on their birthday. Also, the second member of Apollo 12 to come in on their birthday. So that's pretty... Uh, was Arturo also a last-minute ask uh, no, actually, he was premeditated. <laughs> All right. But uh, but I have been asking you for a while. So, sure, yeah. sure. I've been busy. But uh, that said, um, I will be making everything about me, regardless. That's, okay, please. That's we encourage such behavior. And that said, happy birthday, Mac. Yeah. Thank you. Also, it should say we pretty much usually spend you know sixty percent of the show talking about you. So oh, good. Now I'm, I'm glad I haven't been listening. Yeah, yeah. Now it's uh, it's time to to justify that. Well, let's jump in to our uh, our question. As you know, today uh, this is the show where we answer tomorrow's questions today. So we're gonna pick a burning topic, a, a big question on the minds of everyone in society, and we're going to give a thorough, definitive, and complete answer to that question. Mm. And this week, I'm going to let Mac randomly pick our question. So go ahead and read that to the nice people. What is? Let's start again. What is the deal with photography? What is the mm. deal what is with, the deal with photography? What is the deal with photography? Anybody amateur photographers or professional or semi-professional? You know. When I was a kid, we actually uh -huh. traveled around the country for two years, and my dad was making a photo book 
of oh, people cool. he met along the way. That's that's exciting. Yeah. So. Did he find anybody? Oh, tons. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know it was amazing. But like, so I have this um, respect for for photography. Sure. But then it's also like, I don't know. It's really complex now. It can be it can be mystifying with the f-stops and now that everything's digital well now you don't do anything you just press a button a button and the computer just yeah just calculates it all that's well, true yeah well, i think there's kind of this weird evolution that's happening with it because you know you had film for a hundred years mm -hmm. and it's like it was a very narrow group of specially trained people who knew how to actually do things with film i mean yet you had the point and click cameras that everybody had oh right, right. and you know, you're Pictures, it's a cardboard. Right. And, and, and you, uh, those pictures look terrible compared to actual photography photographs. And you actually, you know, took lessons in photography and learned how to adjust your lenses, what different lenses did, and all the exposures and f-stops. And then, you know, it got to the point where there's this weird transition where everybody stopped taking pictures. It's like late 90s. Everybody stopped taking pictures because... Things were transitioning digital, and suddenly it's like, oh, I have a camera on my phone. And I remember the first camera phones were terrible. They looked even worse than the than the oh, yeah. uh, than the pictures you got at, at the little disposable things you got at weddings. Um, but then now, the phones have cameras that are way better, and do things for you. Now everybody thinks they are for a photographer, but. Now there's this new revolution with the digital photographs, with the digital photography, where people are treating digital photos like film photos now, where mm -hmm. they actually bring in the lenses and the f-stops and the exposures and actually focusing. And you know, I'm kind of sick of the hashtag no filter uh, because nobody really you know can you agree what that means. First of all, and secondly, it's like oh, okay, you have all the apps that have oh, I filtered this and make it look old timey or actually look professional, and then people are start showing off. So I shot this without a filter. So look at that. Yeah. yeah. So so Mac, in your experience as a filmmaker, have you ever shot anything in 16 millimeter or anything I've, else? I've shot in um, 16 millimeter, yeah. Uh, when I was at SEC, I shot a couple things in 16. And there was one project where I had to shoot the whole thing myself. I couldn't pass it on to somebody else to shoot it. I had to shoot it so I had to like go into a dark room load the, the camera and mm -hmm. I loaded it backwards so the emulsion was on the wrong side so basically the whole thing oh, came out damn. backwards and orange um, and oh, my instructor that's already yeah well, my instructor, backwards and orange yeah backwards and orange yeah <laughs> and the, uh, the after I turned in the project you know once it's done it's done you can't really do anything about it and my instructor said well you'll never make that mistake again <laughs> <laughs> that's true and I have not shot anything on film since, so I have not made that mistake again. That was those were uh, those were wise wise words. Um, I did I did remind and Mac, you'll appreciate this. I did remember something from the uh, Tim Burton Batman movie, where uh, I think it was Robert Wool's character makes some offhand joke about. If you're gonna take my picture naked, you're gonna need a long well, lens. wider lens. Yeah. Well, no, he said the long lens yeah. in the movie, which is used for taking pictures of things that are small yeah. or far away. Oh. So without even realizing it, he was—he thought he was bragging, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he was revealing something. Maybe yeah, he, he wanted to uh, to reveal a secret so, about himself. Just so you know, in case it goes there, I don't want you to be disappointed. So has that, ever, has, has that ever happened where you meant to say one thing and you said completely the opposite thing? Oh, never. Never. <laughs> never. Um, I will say that uh, there is a story that goes around the uh, radio station about a previous host, no longer, no longer works there, oh, okay. who uh, tried to say the word, I think, defense cuts Uh-oh. and inserted another... Uh, Letter before con- the T, oh. yeah, and it was live, and so like the fear that everybody has all the time when you're live because you're not really mm-hmm. live that much when you're a reporter. Like every right. once in a while, they'll do a live two-way or a debrief or whatever. Then I get to host whatever, but that's your biggest fear is like you're just going to drop an f bomb. Oh sure, and sure. and I really think that the hosts that I know don't swear very much because it's like they don't even want it in their heart you know they don't want they don't want no, it in, back in there so. that's also true i've found with like elementary school teachers oh, right i can they, totally see that yeah they they don't uh high school middle school teachers they swear like sailors but yeah elementary teachers will even hear someone in public you know at target or something swear and it will shock them a little bit because because they're so used to kind of creating this sheltered environment. and Totally. Yeah. It was like that when I lived in the South. I think that's also why um, the government is so afraid to make cuts in the defense <laughs> budget. You, almost, you don't want to say that gonna, speech. They're going to go yeah. out and announce it. Right. And, and who wants to make that mistake? Yeah. And alienate sense. the woman vote. Because you can't right. afford to do yeah. that now. Now that women are actually voting. Yeah, now that... Yeah, now that the suffrage movement yeah. has happened. Now that they leave home yeah. at certain points on Tuesdays yeah. to get home. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I will say, as a high school teacher, I I do watch my language in the classroom. But there are times where I think, why do I bother? Because the kids aren't watching their language. You know, they're, they're dropping the bombs left and right oh, to yeah. the point where those words have zero effect anymore. So there is there any discipline against that or is it just like hey kids will be kids yeah it's kind of like getting on them for chewing gum it's a losing battle so there's so much saturation of it that there's really nothing that really can be done because you know if I yell at one kid mm-hmm. we're doing it it's immediately it's why don't you yell at those other five kids that did it just as frequently yeah, it's like, oh, okay. But you didn't hear them. Yeah. Right. I'm on the side of you should totally penalize them for the gum chewing more than the swearing. Because, like, the moment that there's gum, like, underneath a seat or something, and it gets on your clothes or you touch it with your finger backs, and, like, your life is over. It's like... It's, <laughs> just it's cutting just, your hand off. Yeah, and, exactly. I, I was on a plane going to Ireland. I was going to run a, a marathon. I was, like, on the plane. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And on the, like, you know, it was, like, a 12-hour flight... Someone had done that put gum like underneath the, the oh, that's, seat, that's and it was like, yeah. it was like barbarians. Barbarians. Forget it. I'm going home. Yeah, Turn I can't do around. this. It was like yeah. on my pants, and oh, I just. Oh, that's yeah. awful. I just I don't understand how that particular behavior is learned. You know what motivates somebody to say, "I'm just going to take this thing that's been in my mouth and stick it somewhere." Oh, that other someplace that's another person's going to touch because they're not thinking of other people at all. It's like, oh, it's out of my mouth. Right. I'm 
I'm done with it. It's away from me. Maybe their parents are all gum chewing, salty, carny sailors that swear all the time. That could be. Yeah. And I forget. This might be in Se- Seattle. It might be somewhere else. But there, I've seen photos of like this gum wall where people. Oh go yeah. Out, which that to me, I wouldn't want to be within a hundred <laughs> feet of it. It looks yeah, disgusting. That is. Yeah. That sounds awful. like if you have any sort of germaphobe tendencies, it'd be like your worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. Oh, that and like that thing you, what's the Blarney Stone that you kiss? Can you imagine kissing? That just sounds like a gateway to like so many cold stuff. Well, there's there's the Blarney Stone at Casey Moore's, which. That sounds even worse. Are you guys familiar with the Blarney Stone at Casey Moore's? Well, I'm familiar with the Blarney Stone, but I didn't know they have one at Casey Moore's. Yeah, I'm not surprised there's one at Casey Moore's. Is it just a guy? Well, I mean, this is for the yeah. for the gentleman. It's actually a Barney Stone. Is it a hole in the wall? The lights are off. And... No, it's yeah. a stone. Well, that's a glory hole, Mac. <laughs> oh, oh, I got. I always get those mixed up. Oh, yeah, they have a glory. No, um, they have a Blarney Stone. I have a story about that. They have a Blarney Stone, which is, uh, it's an outdoor urinal at Casey mm. Moore's. So if you're a guy. You may have had the opportunity, or will have the opportunity uh, to use it. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Do you have to kiss it? I did not kiss it. I want to hear Rick's story about the glory hole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a few months ago. Wow. Um, well, actually, yeah. Let's back up. About a year and a half ago, uh, one of my son's best friends, his family moved him to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, how old your child is again? He's what, like 17 or something? He's 16 right now, yeah. So he was about 14, 15, and his friend moved away. Well, the friend came back to visit some family, and it was way out in the eastern part of town. And we were going to go hang out with him, but we didn't know what we were going to do. So I opened up my phone, and I opened up an app called Yelp. And... I like that we drop all these local references and don't explain them, but I'm going to explain what Yelp is. But anyway, I'm like, well, let's see if there's like a coffee shop or a bookstore. So I start typing, I get B-O-O-K-S-T, and then it suggests bookstores, um, Christian bookstores, and bookstore glory holes. Okay. On Yelp. On Yelp. On yeah. Yelp. There's that's, a that's category rough. on Yelp. Yeah, I, I for tried glory to. Holes. I tried to find the uh, Borders glory hole, but it said closed. So. Oh. Was, oh yeah. That's sad. Who? I mean, who? Was who, it near the Circuit City glory hole? Do they? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that Circuit City glory hole was just an auxiliary jack. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so where you stick your dongle? Still very popular. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> but they um. But I so I took a screenshot and I shared it on uh, on social media, and then can you explain what social somebody, media is for yeah. us? <laughs> so they uh, they basically computers are these things that uh, that people buy that they're electric and and cuss words come up on them, um, but they so I went back later. I'm like that was so funny. I want to show somebody else. So I went and and this time. I actually, I actually typed in glory hole, and the first suggestion was gay glory holes. <laughs> because I guess there are, there are multiple kinds. Okay. Because you, you, are you really, at that point, are you really concerned, like, who's, like, what's on the other side? Like, I mean, because if you're so unconcerned that you're just going to throw it out there... 
Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, it has to be a, a female, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. whatever. And, uh, like, you're going to be able it has to, to be a tell. Female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do they uh, specify human glory hole? Oh, yeah. It's not on Yelp, but, I mean, there might be. That might be a new app startup yeah. that somebody could could do. Yeah, I mean, I remember as a kid, like, going on vacation, and we would use, like, truck stop restrooms, and I would see the glory holes in there. Mm-hmm. But the thought that I, like, the thing that I really wondered about it was, how did they drill the hole? Did they bring in, like, a hand <laughs> crank that would be softer? Did they bring, like, a cordless drill? Like, there's two layers of metal, for the yeah, most part, on those, like... Yo, know, is there a kit you can order online, like quick glory hole? And, it, and uh, while they're in the process of making that hole, somebody comes by and says, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do you explain that? Oh, I just thought, just wanted to drill. We talked about this. <laughs> this yeah. is the so thing you, you wanted. Do you measure where it should go? Or do you yeah. have just, like, eyeball it? Or Yeah, I don't do know. Put, like, stick a pencil out of your zipper and... <laughs> And do you, was it up there was it just a glory hole between two stalls? Yeah, between two stalls. That seems like so. Um, I don't know. Like it just seems like you could really. I don't know. It just seems so strange to me. Between two stalls, it's like the, right there. Like it's like what's the point of the confessional if you know the priest before you walk in? Yeah. You know. No, it just yeah. feels wrong. <laughs> I have to say, when you're talking about over-explaining, like you'll say, like. Uh, social media. The thing I've noticed on radio recently, which really is fascinating to me, is the mm. word eyeglasses. People saying, oh yeah, he was wearing eyeglasses. Like, who says uh. that? Like, he was wearing glasses, right? Like, right, yeah. Like, because oh. there are so many monocles out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's wearing yeah. bifocals. <laughs> so, I, I, I think I read it in the National Geographic, too. It's like, he's wearing shot glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's wearing wine glasses. But I've, yeah. never, I've never even seen a monocle in real life. I don't know. Well, you're not hanging out at the right country clubs. Clearly. That's probably what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've actually seen a functioning monocle. Yeah. Like, I, I've never seen anybody who's like, I'm, my, my eye on my left is perfectly fine. The one on the right, totally messed up. I've, and <laughs> sometimes I think I say crazy stuff sometimes just to see somebody's monocle fly out. That would be so amazing if that happened in real life. I love to see a monocle drop and a spit take from the same person. Oh, yes. I wonder if that's physically possible. <laughs> like, woo, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it seems like your, your face is contorting during the spit take, so it secures the monocle, so the, mo- the monocle probably have to drop after the spit take is completed. Would, yeah, and it's, it might be too many things happening at once, like you might not, you might not notice it. Or like when the guy's toupee flips up, right. that's always yeah. pretty cool. Although. That I don't think is physically possible. Right, I think that's an yeah. external force, like wind, <laughs> you know. I'm yeah. so surprised my toupee Woo! flipped up in the air. Do toupees still happen? Like, with frequency? I feel like they've evolved into more of a weave yeah, type oh, of thing. Okay. It's more of a Probably. surgical thing. Yeah. Because I, f- I don't know, I feel like... I. <laughs> is there a seal <laughs> in the building? Yeah. <laughs> that was my heart. Um, oh. I don't know, that whole idea seems so like... It's hard to picture now, you know? Yeah, I will say this. When I was teaching, um, one year I let my hair grow kind of long. And um, my wife kind of suggested it. She was like, oh, I think... She like showed me a picture of some guy with long hair. But when I had it, A, people kept telling me I looked like 
or at least hair-wise, that I look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> and B, a rumor started circulating at my school that I was wearing a toupee. Oh. And it was the funniest thing to me. So um, I, uh, I w- tried to not deny it mm-hmm. when, if I was asked about it, because there are kids who will just ask you any, anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are trying to shock you or whatever. Um, but then, like, two months before the end of school, I got it cut super, super short. Mm. Like, almost a crew cut. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, I guess that's probably his real hair. So you, you didn't confiscate any satirical drawings, like Rick, like a stick drawing of you with, like, uh-huh. brown crayon and a pointer to it saying Rick's stupid. Like... I'm sure that artwork had to have been. Oh, I'm sure that. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that existed. I did actually. I think I did um, get one, but I think they usually made fun of my beard. Mm. But I, I do remember there was one where I did have like big, wavy, wavy hair. I have several bottles of Rogaine in, in my bathroom that I can't bring myself to use because mm. I, I think it's just so much work. It's so much work to kind of keep up with, and I have no idea whether or not it will actually work. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I, I don't know. Of course, at this point, they're so old, I don't think they would be effective at all. <laughs> or they could give you superpowers. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, it like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation. Yeah. You could have, like, dreadlocks that you could <laughs> yeah. use to climb up walls or things. Yeah, I've been, I've been stung by about a dozen scorpions. I still haven't gotten superpowers, so I don't know if the Rogaine's going to do anything for me. Can I make a comment about male hair? Because I feel like yeah, yeah. you're like I won't wait for you to say yes. Welcome to yeah, welcome to male hair talk. <laughs> no, I, we talked about glory holes for about ten minutes, so yeah, I think yeah, you're entitled yeah. to say whatever you want. Well, I really feel, and I I could be in the minority, but I don't care. I, I really feel like when it comes to men's hair, in terms of dyeing it, and if anyone dyes their hair, which I don't think that's okay, but like when it comes to dyeing it or Rogaine or toupees. I think it's just so much more attractive to not do any of those things. Sure. Like, yeah. from my point of view, um, it's kind of like if a woman gets, like, Botox or something, and then you, like, okay. see that they're insecure about it, and then you also see the Botox, so it's, like, two, it's like a double whammy, you right, know? Right, right, So, I don't know, and I, I've had this conversation with other, girl, other women who feel the same way, so. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely, it definitely varies from person to person, yeah. and that's, that's great yeah. I think I do support the wearing of a toupee if it's obviously fake like an Andy Warhol like wig like something that's oh, so sure, outlandish sure. that there's no doubt about it it's like you're not trying to pull anything you're, you know, you're over it anyone it's like rainbow yeah. colored yeah yeah it's yeah. like hey it, it's like a raccoon uh, but oh that's a coonskin cap so uh, oh yeah but yeah yeah or a uh, Tina Turner wig a Tina Turner yeah. wig but or yeah Tina ones Crawford. where you're just like hey this is a two it's not like it doesn't blend in with the hair it's just mm-hmm. like contrast yeah um, going back to the Botox thing I I once went out on a date with this woman who claimed that she was in witness protection good place to start yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, basically, uh, she had had reconstructive surgery to completely alter her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a completely different face. And so the witness protection thing, I have no idea if that was true. 
She uh, got it moved to the back of her head, right? So it looked like she was leaving. She got drawn right. John Travolta's face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but it was clear that she did have work done. No, oh, sure, sure. And you know, once you're aware that somebody has had something done to their face to that extent, you kind of become aware that they are looking at you through not their face. Mm. And oh, it was like yeah. talking to somebody with a permanent mask on. It's like, those are the eyes you were born with, but the rest of it is covering something up. And it really creeped me out after a few minutes. Yeah. Okay, this is, I, I, I will never know who you really yeah. are. And that, that person was Osama bin Laden. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you. Yeah, that, was, that, that would definitely get you into the witness protection program, which I feel like probably somewhere in the handbook... They tell you not to tell lead people? off with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. probably like dating like, etiquette, like yeah. common Like if you get questions. married, then maybe you can talk about it. Then. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like that that bit in the Tales from the Dark Side movie where that guy sees a gargoyle and makes a deal and then meets this beautiful woman. And then he's like, oh, I love her so much. I have to tell her everything about my life. And he tells her that, uh, oh, one time I was at, walking down the street and I saw a gargoyle. And then the woman turns into a gargoyle and says, oh, you said you were never going to tell anybody. And then she kills him. Because everybody else remembers that, right? I, I've never seen that. Oh, that, that, <laughs> yes. that sounds like a lot of dates I've been on. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> With a lot of gargoyles. Yeah, well, you know. You Usually it takes two dates to know. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's uh, what like, happens I'll when you're pick you on... up on the corner of a very tall building. That's, <laughs> just, that's yeah. a red flag right there. Yeah, well, you shouldn't put your profile on gothic Twitter. This is true. This is true. And I don't mean to speak ill of people who get all the surgeries. I just, it makes me sad. It just makes me want to give them a hug, you know? Yeah. Like, it's okay. I like you with a, with a ski jump nose or a bulbous nose. They're both, they're both great. Both, yeah. Nothing. There's no such thing as a bad nose. Unless... <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe my my friend has a perfect triangle of a nose where it's like there's oh. no, and it's just like it, it looks like something from a from Sesame Are they a Street. Pumpkin? He he almost is. Oh okay. And yeah. but he, and he's like he's totally he looks good on him because you know sure. guys guys can get away with anything like they can just play it off and be like hey this is my thing you know yeah. Uh, but he has a cousin who has that nose and it's a little harder as a lady to make it work. Mm. So I get it. Yeah, I think people. People have things they want to change about themselves, or or the world. It's part of why I think men would rather sire sons than daughters, as as much as fathers love their daughters. There's got to be that moment where you think, "I hope she doesn't look like me." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, my daughter actually. If you look at her pictures and my son's pictures, they're they were exactly the same baby. It's, yeah. But I I do, and I think the internet will back me up on this, I do make really good-looking children. So it's, it's The internet voted and said yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The internet has we've, spoken. We've a did you, note in the comments about how beautiful my children are. Did you start a Kickstarter to have another baby? I didn't, but that, might, should. Be, that might be worth, worth doing. Because the... the four-year-old she will definitely take care of like she loves babies like, she will so if you do a kickstarter 
mm-hmm. to have another baby, and you don't reach your goal, that that pretty much determines. Then you have to have an abortion. No child. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, you're like wow. this Kickstarter has to last only <laughs> that, first trimester. That, yeah, that. <laughs> Otherwise, that, it's too expensive. I mean, there, part, there are perks, and then there are <laughs> threats. That, that part, yeah, that part wouldn't be the big because the big. The big part of the Kickstarter would be having like surgeries reversed and yeah. things like that. So, I mean, I'm sure that exists. There's probably like a Kickstarter for someone who wants to have their vasectomy um, reversed. I wonder how much that costs because I think isn't it pretty cheap to get one? I don't know. I I've never looked into it. It was so. it was covered by my insurance, oh. so there was a copay, and they were actually like, "Oh, it's so great that you're doing this because." A lot of times, married couples are like, "Well, we'll just get, we'll just get her fixed, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll keep my stuff the same." But like, I want to keep my options open. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's what it is. I don't know, but it's actually a lot more invasive and a lot more. Yeah. For the, for the woman. So than, my friend with the mm-hmm. nose. Yeah. His dad. Oh no, uh, no. His friend's dad, who's also my friend. His dad that he will only fix his female pets. He'll leave his uh, female dog, his male dogs, male cats uh, uh-huh. intact, as they say. Sure, sure. And then we'll fix all the females, which is like, it still makes me feel angry and sad. A little, a little bit, yeah. And as, as a cat owner, male cats get to a certain age, oh, yeah. and oh man, does it stink. Yeah, I hope you like they, uh, yeah. cat pee on everything. On everything, and it's like when they're little kittens and they pee on something, you're like, you step on it, you're like, oh, the floor is wet. But when when like an adult male unfixed cat pees in your house, you just open the front door and you know because it oh it reeks. You oh, just have to move. Worst. Yeah, yeah. Burn the house down and move. So and go find those feline glory holes. <laughs> yes, they can take care of business. And on that note, um, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break. All right. And we haven't answered it yet, but we are back, yeah. and we are going to, to uh, discuss photography and everything related to it in detail. So the deal with photography. Um, I mean, I would say with me. I enjoy photography. I've taken photography classes, but I hate having my photo taken. Um, mm-hmm. It just brings up trauma in me. Uh, <laughs> this is true. Um, you no, know, like whenever someone, whenever I have to be in a photo, it just makes me angry. So. Oh, that's funny. Yes. I definitely know what you mean because I used to be very self-conscious about having my photo taken. And I still don't necessarily like looking at pictures of me, but I'm perfectly fine with yeah. being photographed, even in sometimes unflattering lights. Yeah, I, and I will share this mm-hmm. um, with you guys and, and, and the listening audience. Um, yeah, just to talk about photos of oneself and to get to the topic of Rogaine, um, the first time I was really aware of my own extent of hair loss i was at a phoenix suns basketball game and you know they show people on the jumbotron people um in the bleachers Mm -hmm. and i saw the back of my head on that and i was just like oh no (laughs) it was it was horrible but then i almost tried to justify it i'm like oh no it's just really big pixels and i'm like no dude 
That's what's going on back there. That's how I feel when I walk into a CVS and I feel really fat on the security camera. Be like, that's just the angle. The lies we tell ourselves. Those security cameras are up on the ceiling, like at selfie angles. Yeah, I know. They're the most flattering angle. But it's at CVS, so it's fluorescent lighting. So it's like you're walking into a department store dressing room that's really big. And that's the lighting you have to be under. Yeah, all the time. Lighting is horrible, but oh. I just I walked into a CVS and Mm. there was the most amazing thing there. There was a Milky Way that had marshmallow instead of nugget. I think I have eaten those. They are, they are uh, disarmingly sweet, but I still appreciated it. Yeah, they they can be probably yeah probably best in small doses. It can be a little a little cloying. I had a coworker just go to a wedding in Idaho. And he brought home um, Idaho spuds. The potato. Oh, oh no! No, the, I know the marshmallow yep, candy, yep, yep. and then it has oh. like it's like covered in chocolate and coconut. And uh, apparently, they sell them in like buckets now of little tiny ones. When I was a kid, my dad like maybe once a month would would he worked away from home a lot, and he would come home with with these. And I remember. They were about the size of like a what are those those pink ones? The snowballs, mm-hmm. a little maybe a little smaller than that, but and they were individually wrapped, and it was like the something. I, he must have had some weird connection somewhere in in the state that only sold them there because I never saw them anywhere else. But they were a huge like uh, mythic thing of my childhood when I grew up. And then uh, there used to be a store in downtown Phoenix called Sweets and Beats, and they mm-hmm. sold records oh, and yeah, candy. Yeah. And they had they had the Idaho Spuds, and yeah. I saw that. I was like, I haven't thought about one of these in at least fifteen years. Yeah. I've never been a fan of the the marshmallow in candy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Welcome I, to be free. Well, yeah, I, I like s'mores, you know, and I like you know the the toasting it on a fire, and I you know I I like to occasionally like them in hot chocolate. But yeah, it's like when it's part of the candy, it's something that just doesn't quite translate well for me. Because um, yeah, sometimes you eat that marshmallow candy where the marshmallow is like really chalky, mm-hmm. and it's, oh yeah, yeah, so it just like kind of ruins it for everybody and ruins it for all the other marshmallow candies. Uh, but um, so yeah, the Milky Way with the marshmallow instead of nougat is like uh, somebody else can have that. I want the nougats. <laughs> I love the nougats. I I I. I and I have this appreciation for Milky Way. Sometimes, like, I don't know, everybody loves the Snickers. Mm-hmm. But I, sometimes I just, you know, I, I, I like the Snickers, too. But right now, I kind of really want the Milky Way. And then and then I have enough Milky Way. So I really want that Three Musketeers now. I really, yeah. yeah I, I feel sometimes like I'm the only person in the world that truly appreciates the Three Musketeers. The simplicity of it. Yeah. 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 They're great. It's just like the three chocolates all together. It's like, mm, there you go. I think Snickers definitely wins for the best commercials. Because like used to have, remember yeah. the one with the guy that was um, uh, cross country skiing and it was like the hunger inside you and they had like the whole theme song. Now they have those ones like where when you're angry you turn into whatever. Oh right. yeah, Liza Minnelli you're, or you're hangry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a Super Bowl ad where Danny Trejo was Jam Brady. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, I've I've watched that recently. That yeah. was very entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, what's your favorite candy? Uh, I don't know. I go for a class, like a Reese's peanut butter cup. 
just a classic. Those are those are great. Um, yeah. One trick with those that uh, this doesn't work with every candy bar, but it really works well with the Reese's peanut butter cup. Is putting them in the freezer. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. And um, just to get back to the topic of weird local regional <clears throat> candies, um, I was in Kansas last year. And I like to, you know, sample what the what the can whatever candies the locals might be eating. But um, I got this thing. It was called something like a cherry smash. Have you ever mm. that name sounds familiar? It's really bad it because um, it was just it was like the worst chocolate, and then a Robitussin like liquid <laughs> and a scrap oh. of cherry. I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry now. I'm like, come on, Kansas. It was no Idaho Spud, that's for sure. It wasn't called a cherry bomb, was it? It could have. It was cherry something, and I was like so excited, mm. and I. Like, I, even if something doesn't taste that great, I'll Cherry eat all of Lewis? it. No. No. Okay. no. <laughs> um, but I had, like, the smallest corner of it, and it's like, I can't eat this thing. Like, <laughs> I can't yeah. commit I, to you? Yeah. Oh. That's kind of like why I, I really appreciate the Whitman sampler. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it has the map. Yes. Oh, yeah. sure. And so you... Uh, Tell I, me where I'm going. Right. And, and, and so, okay, I'm going to pick one I like. And let somebody else. Yeah. I know. I know some people think that's cheating and that's taking the adventure. Say, that's kind of one of those. Like, there's two kinds of people in the world. Some people like to play chocolate roulette. I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna grab something. And I mean, there's a lot of bullshit chocolate in that sampler. Like whatever True. one. I mean, yeah. To get back to marshmallow, it's like, oh, this has like strawberry marshall marshmallow and some yeah. sort of like candied goo like that's the one when there's like three of those left that's one of them mm-hmm. yeah we just took a road trip to oklahoma and i did that somewhere i got some kind of it wasn't peanut brittle because it was soft but it was really dense mm. like titanium <laughs> and it was made with almonds and or cashews i don't really remember because i was like oh this is a really cool local thing and and it looks like it's probably going to be amazing. And I took a bite of it, and I, I think I may have even thrown it out the window because <laughs> it was awful. Was it, did it like break I your wanted, teeth? No, it was it was soft, but oh. it was like dark matter. It was very <laughs> dense. Ah. It's like that's how I feel when I accidentally eat um, black licorice, or when I think uh-huh. that the cookie I'm eating is. Chocolate and it's raisins. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like you bit, you bite into instant anger. Yeah, yeah. That that we I think we've all met that betrayal. Like if you, <laughs> yeah. if like if you went in knowing it was oatmeal raisin, you, you might be it. cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, but I, you pick it up, it's like mm, yeah. chocolate chip. Ah, I think, I think that's why the raisin cookies get so such a bad reputation is because people are expecting chocolate chip. Yeah. Right. Just the disappointment that they have yeah, caused my, for generations. my theory. I've had people tell me they think that, no, they really are legitimately disgusting. But I... Some I people think, really like them. Yeah, I think yeah. somebody must like them because they're still making them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like... the raisin cartel is in charge of it. Yeah, and I actually legitimately like oatmeal cookies. Like, yeah. I think oatmeal cookies are mm-hmm. great. Okay. Um, if I, especially, again, knowing going in, this is an oatmeal cookie, mm-hmm. you know, that's cool. You know, if I pick it up thinking it's a peanut butter cookie and I get oatmeal, I'm a little more forgiving than with the oatmeal raisin uh, disguised as a chocolate chip. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Um, so, in terms of when you were growing up, 
Were you growing up in an area where carob was popular? Because that's the ultimate, ultimate betrayal. Yeah, I don't think... Now, is that like a southern thing? No, it's like a northern California hippie... Oh, like, here, have some of these carob malt balls, or like some weird, like, oh, have this carob cream pie... It's got, it, it's, it looks it's like chocolate. It's got patchouli on it. Yeah. yeah, but it has almost like a sweet. It's almost like a, a fruity. It's it just tastes like you're eating the like the floor of like a health food store, and people would bring it not to like preschool, not tell you, mm-hmm. and the anger, like the care of anger when I smell it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen very often. But it just like just feels so combative. Rage. Yeah, because it is not chocolate. Like there's it's no not chocolate at all. Like I'd rather have raisins any day. Uh, going back to the Reese's thing, you know, uh, chocolate and peanut butter. Is, there is no circumstance where that's not a good idea. You know, you cannot go wrong with chocolate and peanut butter uh, in any combination, whether it's a Reese's cup or if it's you know. Say so you have a chocolate bar, you want to re- recreate the commercial and, you know, mm. put chocolate in the peanut butter and just eat it straight. Like, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's a diabetic coma in waiting, but you know what? You know, if that's going to kill me, I don't mind dying that way. Yeah. <laughs> Some people feel the same way about glory holes. Combining, uh, yeah. You got your penis in my hole. <laughs> <laughs> And a lo- and a romance began. <laughs> yes, I'm sure peanut butter would be involved at some point. Well, if there's it's a like, dog on the other side exactly of the glory hole. Exactly, I was hole. thinking oh, yeah. Yeah. at that veterinary glory hole, lots yeah. of lots I mean, of peanut butter is happening. Yeah, I only go to the uh, glory holes that are for people who have peanut allergies, so you can oh. never. No, no, I don't. Yeah. Peanut allergy? No. <laughs> I can't wait until Jeff runs for Congress and the soundbite. Of him yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I only go to the glory holes. But it doesn't matter. It's removed from the context. The worst part is, <laughs> Please. I, I think I think we have talked about glory holes on this show before. <laughs> I don't remember the stories that were told, but I feel like it has come up. But I'm getting some deja vu a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like... I feel like it would... You know the the discussion about glory holes. The, the it was meant to happen right now. I don't know. I feel like all of the other episodes have been just a lead up to the glory hole discussion <laughs> rehearsal. The, the, for this, this is the glory hole sweeps episode. But it's fun. It's they're. I, I think in in one way they are kind of fun to talk about because I don't. I think there's not really that many people that are that brave. Like it's one of those things you can joke about because. You're pretty sure that no, like you. You don't think you actually know somebody who's actually used yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, right. kind of a parallel. When I was uh, when I was like in my late teens, early twenties, um, a lot of my friends that I had gone to high school with started experimenting with stronger and stronger drugs until, like, one of my best friends went to went to jail for methamphetamine. Blah blah blah. Um, and it got to the point where I would be at parties and about the only drug that I could make a joke about that didn't, like, I'd say something about, oh, somebody's smoking pot. And then, like, people would not react because most of them were. Or doing something else was, I had to, like, immediately go to, like, oh, somebody's doing heroin. Ha, ha, ha. And, and that was the one thing that, like, nobody in my, yeah. in mm-hmm. my social circle did. You know, glory holes seem like such a throwback. 
like this idea. It almost, in a way, strangely, to a simpler time. Yes. That, like like that, a that, 70s thing. Yeah, yeah. like that yeah. seemed like, oh, that'd be okay. It's like, I don't, like, I, it'd be actually interesting to talk to people who did it and be like, uh-huh. what is your thought process? Is it different than what it was 20 years ago? Because they were probably doing it 20 years ago if they're doing it oh, now, yeah. you yeah. know? I'm sure somewhere there's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I yeah. need to make it. Right. Yes. I, yeah, I don't see how you can go wrong there. But no, I, yeah, I definitely think there's got to be like a certain logical steer, series of steps that yeah that leads you to... Uh, what, what is the gateway to yeah, the glory exactly. hole? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like donut holes? Like you start soft and then you go yeah, up. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> or like you go on election day. <laughs> just like walk past all the voting booths and stick your stick in the curtain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I don't know. That's or, or what are the? That's what they call a hanging chad. There probably are other. <laughs> there probably are other curtain situations where you wouldn't have to oh, wait yeah. four years. But yeah. Also, they well, don't, there, there are regional elections. They don't have yeah. curtains at voting booths anymore. So I think that's probably driven a lot of that. Well, at least not in Arizona. That's a bummer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, you could. You know, it's possible you go to you know a department store dressing room mm-hmm. and just you know say anybody in here, anybody in here. I think yeah. that's why they have three mirrors though uh, to cut down on that. <laughs> I want to know how it is that every video store is closed in the entire city mm-hmm. except for the one on like 67th Avenue in Olive oh. uh, but there are tons of porn video stores that are still like mom and pop I'm like how are you guys in business because like it's not a social atmosphere like yeah or maybe it is I don't know uh, that's good yeah, that's a good question. Well, especially since pornography is so readily available. Exactly, you can get it yeah. anywhere for free. Anywhere. Yeah, that's. And it's not like what they're charging money for is any better than what's available for free. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the story I want to do. That I don't know how to sell it to anybody. Well, when you drive to Tucson, there's that big adult store near yes. Picacho Peak. Yes. yes. Now, yes. is it because those people just have really bad like cell phone serve, like their data, their Wi-Fi? That, yeah, is okay. horrible. Because there are a lot of dead zones, so they're. It's maybe, the most picture like cricket. Yeah. Customers are going there. Yeah, but it's also the most... it's by the ostrich farm. It is. So maybe there's a lot of ostrich porn there. Yeah. But it's like the most picturesque uh, vi- adult video store in the country. It's like right up against like the mountains, and it's it's always crowded. It's like oh wow, what are you, what are you pe- do you have that good of a relationship with your purveyors of pornography? Like well, I and I've heard that there's a lot of pornography being made in the state. So I think there is some connection between really remote places on well-traveled roads and porn stores. I've seen some giant porn stores like in the middle of nowhere, but it's on 70 or it's on the 10 or it's on the 40 or something, you know? So I maybe it's like they get run out of other towns or I don't know. Yeah, don't know. or yeah, or it's long haul road trip, maybe long haul truckers that are like, yeah. Well, got to stop somewhere. Um there is in Payson, Arizona, um, a place that used to be a steakhouse, mm. 
And then the steakhouse closed down and it got bought out to be made into a topless establishment. Does it have the cow on and the roof? And it has yes, a cow on yes. the roof. Okay, yes. I love it. We've all, we've all seen yeah. the cow. Yeah. The, I want a cow like that for my house when I have a house. Yeah, I, ever yeah, do. I, think, I think that would be, yeah, definitely to have a cow on your yeah. roof would yeah. be pretty amazing. Yeah. And you could just, like, the, the day you put it up, you don't tell your neighbors it's going to be up there. And then, you know, meet them all by going out into the street and just yelling, Bessie! Bessie! <laughs> I think it sounds beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, as a former steakhouse, like, do they kind of play into that? Like, is it themed? Like, I don't know. Do they make, I, like, a lot of mammary gland I, jokes? I don't know. That's like, a good, hey, yeah. I bet you'd like to milk old Bessie. Or... <laughs> is it called the meat I market? I hope so. <laughs> yes. I hope so. The, the 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 dancers come out on hooks. <laughs> they actually, you know, impaled or anything, just like just hanging on, swinging yeah, on, yeah. hanging on to it's, a bloody instead hook, of the pole. Yeah. They're like, you know, like Maude Lebowski style. And they have yeah. they have like that those dotted line diagrams showing like all what, what are the best parts? Yeah, yeah. The loin, the top loin. The, the the rib the rib yeah the rump beef turns here pretty soon <laughs> yeah I'm already the flank <laughs> the I don't yeah the hamburger <laughs> <laughs> that little known term yes <laughs> but yeah I mean we're discussing adult entertainment which does tie into photography yeah it does. Um, you know, with each leap in technology, generally pornographers adopt it first. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, they are linked very tightly. I think high definition has kind of had a given porn industry a little bit of a backlash. Mm. You know, I think I think there are yeah. some things people do not want to see. Yeah, like in high those four K television. Right, like, right. It's like there's some things we don't want to look at. Yeah, that realistic. <laughs> Yeah. Like um, you know, is is or is, is there really a market for three D porn? I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that. There, there was a three D porn movie at Cannes. Uh, you know, like oh. the last Cannes Film Festival. I don't know when it, when it was, but uh-huh. sometime this year, I imagine. Y- yeah, it's 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 like in May or something, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, you know, Terry Gross is kind of uh, has a reputation for kind of like always getting to the. The nitty gritty, the sex yeah. stuff, yeah. and so she was interviewing like whoever the the Fresh Air's film critic is, and he had gone to Cannes, and she was like, you know, it was like ten minutes, and she's like, I, I feel like I have to, I have to ask you about the three D porn film. So someone had created that. He said it doing it didn't do anything good for three D or for porn. No, I can't. Yeah. Actually, I, I enjoyed, uh, when was this? Maybe a couple months ago, uh, when Wes Craven passed away on NPR, they did, they had a bunch of interviews that um, Terry Gross had done with him. So mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you yeah. all. I heard some of that. Yeah, 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 it was really okay. interesting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't realize, um, what was the really crazy film that, uh, what is it? Like one of the first ones he made. House on the Left? Yeah, they were talking yeah. about that. I didn't even know that he was involved with that. But the way that he was just like talking about mm-hmm. like they wanted to make the violence real, mm-hmm. you know, 
because Americans had become desensitized by seeing like war footage on TV. And it was like such a surprise. Like I always thought that that movie had just been made to be like exploitive, but there was actually like some thought and artistry behind it. Have you heard the, the, one of the women who's in that movie would talk about how um, really aggressive, like the one bad guy was like he was really she at some points was like really scared for her safety and her life oh my god oh, wow that when she so like a lot of that fear was real oh i haven't heard that yeah it's crazy she felt very abused oh, like emotionally yeah. oh that's awful yeah. and that's all on film <laughs> yeah, yeah photography <laughs> yeah <laughs> the deal with photography oh man well, I was thinking, going back to the 3D thing, though, if anybody has been to an amusement park, a lot of them have 4D movies. What does that mean? So a 4D movie is in a specially constructed theater. Mm. And so, basically you have, you have a 3D film, but uh, also actors interacting. What? Or they have water jets in the seats in front of you that spray you when like oh, water so. splashes. Or... Um, there was one that they kind of like shake the seats a little bit mm-hmm. so when somebody gets electrocuted so it feels like you're getting electrocuted or they blow air on you is another one yeah. Yeah, that. so probably not something you want to have as a 40 porno movie. no yeah. well unless that's your thing I, yeah maybe that's I, I think that's called Netflix either, and chill you either <laughs> really want that or you really don't there's no that makes Netflix no and middle ground yeah, yeah. Netflix, it makes that look like you have to use your imagination so much more in Netflix and chill because you know you don't you can't I don't know right so I saw one of those auto generated robot built like headlines that you see at the bottom of news stories mm-hmm. sometimes and it said not Lindsay Lohan but who's the other Miley Cyrus it said Miley Cyrus's outfit leaves you to your imagination <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw it almost sounds like English <laughs> but I was like that was written by a robot I can just tell yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be indirectly responsible for the robot apocalypse. Because because I've been abusing my Roomba and my Brava mercilessly. Oh. Uh, I I when was what like, does that mean? Them? No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, but like basically uh, working them to slavish levels. Um, like the other day, I had my Roomba robots. You know, I just vacuumed up everything in my house, and then. I need to sweep up my garage as well, so mm-hmm. so I took the thing out there, locked in my garage for about 20 minutes, and you know, it's by picking up like dirt and leaves and cobwebs and and just you know mm-hmm. doing way more a, than it industrial level work. Yeah. And as I'm, I'm as I go to rescue it, um, you know it's like glowing red at me, and you know I, I'm thinking, I think I made this thing. Legitimately angry. I was like, Help. <laughs> Did you give it a smoke break? Uh, no, I, I actually um, had it work a couple more minutes before it voluntarily docked itself and plugged itself into its battery charger, kind of growled at me and said, oh. "Okay, you're done for the night." <laughs> ours would never. Ours never did that. It would 
But our, we might have had an older generation one that didn't automatically. I thought it was supposed to, but it never, it never, we would always hear it chime and then go in and find it like dead under the couch somewhere. <laughs> so, so you said a Roomba. What was the, what was the other thing? A Brava. A bra- What's a Brava? A Brava is like a, a um, it's also from iRobot, and it's, uh, it sweeps and mops. Oh, my God. Seven. How much does that cost? Uh, it's actually a little cheaper than the Roomba. Okay. Uh, because, I have no idea how much any of these um, are. Yeah, the, I mean, the, a Roomba runs around like $300, okay. uh, and Bra- Brava runs about $150. Um, and for a Brava, you, um, you basically hook a handkerchief onto it so it can run around and sweep up the dust. Mm. Uh, oh, and, okay. and it's mostly on like tiled floor and, and smoother floor. And then you have another attachment that you fill water with, and that does the mopping. Yeah. Yeah, we- so uh, just go to brava.com and enter in the promo code GLORYHOLE <laughs> to get 25% off of that product. Yes. And maybe the robots won't rise up and, and attack us. Just just remember to be a gentle lover and we'll all be fine. And on that note, I, uh, we've reached the end of things. Yeah, I think we have completely exhausted the topic of photography. Um, this will be used as a textbook in college courses on photography will be translated into many different languages yes it's officially a happy ending yeah it is <laughs> so traditionally we uh we like to wrap up the show by going around uh, to the guests and getting a plug so an upcoming project or public performance or you know your favorite uh your favorite place to buy carrot cake so you can use this time as you see fit. So, Mac, with it being your uh, your birthday, uh, what do you have coming up? Uh, well, of course, things going on at Torch Theater all the time. We got Ghost Fest happening the 23rd and 24th. That's our 32-hour marathon. I'm sure all of us will be doing something at a weird hour. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I am currently in production, almost a post-production, on season five of the web series Vincent and Me. And it is a finale series. Uh, the, it's a show I started back in 2008. I abandoned it in 2011 without a proper ending, so I decided to come back and do a proper finale season Get for it. some closure on it. Yes. Yeah, and you can see uh, Mrs. Rick Larson, um, who actually has her own first name, which is Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she plays Vincent's mother. Yes. Oh. And, uh, Stina, how about you? What do you have to plug? Ah, I don't know. I'm going to be in some shows at Ghost Fest. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah, that's I'm going to be also be in a show sometime around Thanksgiving. I can't remember what day it is. It's like right after Thanksgiving. It's going to be an all-woman storytelling show at oh, cool. uh, Changing Hands. Oh, fun. But I don't know uh, the actual day or the time, or the price, but I'll be in with amazing people like Rachel Sherman, okay. who's just like an amazing creature. Uh, sure, sure. And beyond that, I don't know. Just um, s- still getting my head back on after being out of town for a while. So. I gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Rambling oh. around. How about you, Jeff? Uh, um, I would just encourage everyone to check out the Torch Theater. Go check out Ghost Fest. It's definitely a more experimental, uh, unique performance experience. And as far as carrot cake goes, um, my mom makes the best. I can't really eat anyone else's. Oh, so. man. 
That's that's good to know. Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of the Costco carrot cake, but I would not be surprised to learn that your mother made better carrot cakes than theirs. It's delicious. That's awesome. Um, I also have some shows in Ghost Fest. Um, in one of them, I will be dressed as an ape, and in another one, I will be uh, dressed as the character Sadness. All right. So Check that out. I am also in both of those shows. <laughs> yeah. no. That's true. Eight, Apollo 12 and yeah. Inside Out Apollo 12. Yes. I, I love how your choice for uh, um, happiness is like so ob- it's like beautifully obvious. Oh, yes. yes. Or joy. Is it joy? Joy. It's joy. 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 Yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to our guest. Thank you for tuning in. And, and um, yeah. And thanks, thanks also to our audience. Yes, thank you, people listening. Catch yourself on the back. Yes, you're driving. Uh,